Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, the Vikings season comes to a close. Uh, they finish it with four straight losses at the end of the year as it seems like the uh, compiling of injuries just kind of sank the team a little bit uh, toward the end of the season. I didn't feel like they, you know, kind of rolled over and gave in, but they were kind of out of steam, it seemed like, these last two weeks. You know, I, I didn't see any lack of effort. I yeah. saw turnovers and I saw defensive breakdowns and the quarterback room uh, quarterback position completely ceasing to function after uh, Byron Murphy got hurt uh, we didn't know how valuable he was till he was gone and then yeah. they couldn't cover anybody uh, so yeah that, it wasn't effort but there was also a sense around the team that okay we're gonna give it a shot here but <laughs> the odds are very much against us. Uh, I also think that uh, that locker room really missed Kirk Cousins' play and leadership. Uh, you know, as, as bad as so many things were about the season, mm-hmm. cornerback play, injuries, uh, offensive line play, offensive line injuries, you know, iffy running game, uh, Jefferson's injury. I still think if Cousins had been healthy the whole year, and he almost always is healthy, and it's the first time he's ever really missed time with an injury, yep. he still probably would have gotten to 10 victories and gotten in the playoffs, even with all their other problems. Uh, it, this, the, 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 the gap between Cousins and everybody else that tried to play was immense. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, if we look back, it was almost like, um, the season ended when Cousins got hurt. We just didn't know it. And, of course, the players and stuff, they don't feel like that. They continue on. Next man up, let's keep going. Um, but that's that's kind of how it, it did turn out to be. So huge free agent decisions to be made or re-signing decisions this offseason for the Vikings front office. How would you prioritize it? Cousins, Jefferson, Daniil Hunter? He's probably third among those three, I would think. I think Jefferson is the most important long-term mm-hmm. But I think Cousins has to be dealt with first. Uh-huh. Uh, they need to figure out Cousins so they know whether, you know, that will impact how they look at their draft. It will impact how they look at other free agents and how they spend the money. What kind of a deal Cousins will agree to will impact, you know, who, how else they can spend money, uh, whether it's on Jefferson or Hunter or Darisaw or free agents. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I think they will deal with Cousins first. Once they have clarity on him, they'll move on to signing Jefferson to a long-term deal. I think Hunter is their biggest, not their biggest question mark. I think of the three, those three players, those three vital players for this team, I think Hunter is the most likely to just walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a remarkable player, uh, and he's done, he's been really good here. I think he resents the fact that he never seemed to be a priority for this front office. That they're always, you know talking about injuries or whatever, um, you know, lack of production in certain stretches of certain years. He, he, I think reading from what I've heard from other people, he just doesn't feel appreciated here. Uh, he says all the right things, but I think I could see, he's also a warm weather guy. You know, he's from Jamaica, lives in Houston. I could see him wanting to play someplace like Houston. Boy, then all of a sudden you don't have a single edge rusher remaining. Nope. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, DJ Wanham, isn't he a free agent even too this year? So, uh, and, and he's more of a B-list uh, edge rusher as it is. So the defense has a lot of work to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, if they lose Hunter, they're going to need two edge rushers and probably at least two cornerbacks mm-hmm. um, to function. You know, I, I think you know, linebacker in the modern NFL, you can kind of patch it. I mean, Hicks is a good player. 
Pace had a good year. Um, you can patch together your linebacking core. Uh, cornerback and pass rush, you absolutely have to have, and they just don't have it right now. Murphy's a good player. Uh, he's got one more year in his deal, I believe. Um, secondary, I think it's Harrison Smith sounded like he's going to retire when he talked yesterday after the game. We don't know how we'll actually feel in a month from now, but uh, he could be gone. Uh, Cam Bynum's a nice complimentary player. He's not a dominant player. Lewisine is a wasted draft pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't really have, and maybe, maybe Jay Ward can help there. But boy, yeah, the defense—it the defense looks really bad right now. You can see them having a great offense next year. You can—it's really hard to imagine them having a great defense without Daniel Hunter. Mm. Is uh, Brian Flores going to be back with the Vikings next year? I would think so. I think combination of things, the fact that they didn't finish strong, uh, he didn't do spectacular things in the, you know, in terms of overall team achievement, they're going to lead other owners to go, oh, we want this guy and we're going to overlook the fact that he's suing the NFL. Uh, there are some NFL owners I just don't think would touch him anyway. Uh, so I would guess he's going to be back, and I think that's a good thing. I think he yeah. can coach. He just ran out of players this year. Right. Uh, it is Black Monday, uh, just two that I've heard of uh, so far. But, you know, sometimes assistants and coordinators find their way uh, to the street here this week as well. It's a week where a lot of guys might be a little nervous, uh, I would think, in the NFL. And isn't that generally when the – no, I shouldn't say it. I was thinking, don't the Vikings usually handle it after the season? I'm not expecting KOC, obviously, to go anywhere. Uh, but no. they have fired guys during the season. I, I kind of forgot about that. They've got rid of plenty of coaches midseason. Yeah, they have, and, uh, and they've, they've different regimes and front offices have handled things very differently. Um, I don't expect any changes no. this year. I don't think they blame the coaches for this, and even if they did, they'd probably give them another grace year because last year was such a, a resounding success. Uh, but, you know, listen, you have a bad year in, the, in this league, you're on notice. Yeah. And, I, you know, from what I've heard, O'Connell would love to have Cousins and draft his quarterback in the future. I think that's you know, that's a bold way to go, but it would set you up for success. Um, the real question is, will Cousins do the kind of deal that will make that possible? Yeah. You know, where he's not making too much money, where you can fit other people under the salary cap. I mean, it's, it's really time to find out. If, and Cousins said all the right things today. said he wants to be here, wants to win. Um, if he wants to be here and wants to win, he'll accept some kind of a reasonable deal. Um, the problem with that is he has agents and he belongs to a, a players association and those people will not want him to make a good deal. Yeah. And you know, there might be other teams that are on the cusp of contention that they, they might throw a lot, you know, a lot of money at cousins still. I mean, the guys throw, he's a valuable, uh, you know, asset to the NFL. I, yeah, I just don't know who that team would be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most of the quarterback needy teams are going to try to address that position through the draft. This right. Year. Right. Um, I don't know if there's a team that looks like it's ready to go for it that would also love the idea of Kirk Cousins. I think we've, we've I know I've uh, appreciated much, much more the last year and a half than I did before that. Mm-hmm. Um, he has put up really good numbers. He has not driven overall franchise success. Uh, he still has one right. playoff win in all right. these years. So I just don't know that, it, you know, I think. I think because we watch them and we see what the alternatives are, I think we appreciate them more now than we have before. I'm not sure an NFL team that thinks it's ready to win big is going to sign a quarterback who hasn't won big in the playoffs. Well, that's great then because that would be the competition for him with the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he might, you know, and again, if he's being reasonable and if he's not just going for the contract, then that could, and if my assessment's correct, then that could lead him to say, hey, 
I'll just, I've made tons of money. I can make two or three more years of really good money. Maybe I become part of the organization. I like living here. I like raising my kids here. He could make kind of a career life choice and take a reasonable deal and really give his team a chance to win. What does that contract look like? Well, I mean, Daniel Jones made $40 million and then fell apart. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure Cousins, you know, and the Vikings would look at it and say, hey, this is why we can't give, give a quarterback $40 million. And Cousins will look at it and say, Cousins people will look at it and say, well, he's Ten times better than Daniel Jones, so paying more than forty million. Um, I would think if they can talk, if he's amenable, and, and if they can talk him into um, a reasonable deal, you know, maybe it's two years, twenty-five, you know, option for a third year, some voidable years thrown in to relieve salary cap. And and the thing is that, you know, frankly, the Vikings are going to do what they probably didn't want to do, and and take on some dead money and some future dead money and kick the can down the road because the problem is if you don't do that, you're probably going to get fired. <laughs> that's right. You're trying to win, and that's it's a result-oriented business, that's for sure. Uh, I just saw a pro football uh, focus uh, mock draft uh, that just came out, I think, last night or today. Vikings at number 11. Now that we know the first 18 picks, the Vikings have the 11. They had him getting Bo Nix with Michael Penix going at number 8 ahead of him, so he wasn't available uh, at that position. The bottom line is we don't really know, but it is kind of fun to to talk about. And, and you do feel like the Vikings will look Hubie in the first round? I think, you know, listen, they have a long way to go with their decision-making process and how Cousins, uh, you know, reacts to negotiations. They have a lot of things to go. I would just tell you that I know there are at least a couple of key figures high in the organization who would love to re-sign Kirk and draft the future quarterback. Yeah. Um, it will, you know, We'll see if that happens. Again, you get to 11, and they might not have the, there might not be a quarterback they like at 11, but guys might be gone. I, right. I've been saying for months that I want it to be Penix. Um, he's the guy who jumps out at me. Mm. To me, I could see him being somebody who goes between 8 and 12 and ends up being the most impactful player in the draft. Uh, I know Caleb Williams has the resume and the pedigree, and uh, you know people love Drake May, and some people love Nick, some people love McCarthy. Uh, I'm just telling you this. I think Penix is exceptional. Um, I can't tell you that any of the other guys won't be good, but Penix is the guy I would go for. His injury history doesn't concern you at all? Uh, It does a little bit, but, uh, you know, he's played just a high-profile game after high-profile game this year. He hasn't missed any time this year. He's been incredibly uh, productive. He looks like he's put on some quality muscle. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's not a pure running quarterback. He just manages the pocket well, scrambles when he needs to. I just I expect all football players to get hurt at some point. So, right, right. So, unless, so, I, so it doesn't bother me at this moment. Yeah, Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.